I'm really glad to see her rewarded. And equally, I wouldn't be surprised if she finds herself in the right move. I tell you, she has got a turn of speed and no one's seen it yet, but we've seen it. G'day legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift. This is the first of our daily podcast for the Tour Down Under here in Adelaide. It kicks off, well it kicks off today when you're listening. We've got the Schwalbe Classic, the Criterium uh, in the inner city of uh, Adelaide and then of course women's stages 1, 2 and 3 uh, following that. It's going to be so, so sick and there's a great vibe happening here in Adelaide. So this is a short episode for you guys to put in the ears when you're going out for your hills rides here in Adelaide or anywhere around Australia or around the world if you're tuning in. Uh, today's episode we're talking with Pat Shaw who is the, the founder I suppose and the manager of Team Bridge Lane, the women's team. Um, if you paid attention in the last three or four months, it was uh, it was crowdfunded, really unique situation, and the the whole cycling community got behind the team. Pro cyclists donated, all sorts of people getting involved, and then some silent backers came in late with a huge chunk of change, and it's the reason why, and uh, one of the reasons why the team is now at continental level getting a start of the Tour Down Under, and then, of course, Cadell's later on in February. So it's a really exciting project, and this whole episode is explaining, I guess, the team to you guys, the riders who are starting for the Tour Down Under, uh, who to look out for with regards to the sprint jersey, the climbers jersey, the youth jersey, uh, maybe having a crack in the sprint tomorrow, or today, sorry. Uh, so just, I guess, a bit of a, a wrap-up of the team so you guys can cheer and get behind them as sort of underdogs, as the youngest team in the race. So really, really cool. And I think the the team has a great story behind it and it's going places. I know there's some even more big news coming about the team in a few uh, months' time as well. And um, it's really exciting. So get behind this team, guys. Cheer for the underdogs and, um, and, the, and the girls on the start list today. And, of course, who are the other girls in the team who are not on the start list as well. But before we get into the episode, big shout-out to Zwift, of course. Zwift, the title sponsor of the Press Room Podcast. They're also sponsoring the Young Riders Jersey Competition. So really cool to see the white jersey is going to have the Zwift logo on the youngest rider leading the GC, which is super cool. Um, look out on stage three, okay? So when they do the jersey presentation to the winner on the third stage, well, I'll be up there with the jersey presenting the winner. So how cool is that? So, um, yeah, shout out if you see me in Adelaide or, you know, yell at me on the stage. I'll try and make sure my hat has maximum luft. One more thing, of course, we can't forget about Cyclic, the summer sponsor of the podcast. Uh, Cyclic, in fact, I was out with uh, Mr. Cyclic or one of the big cheeses there, Mr. Michael Freeberg. We were out having a ride this morning with a few other mates from WA. He was on the tandem with um, his, his stoker, Kieran. Um, they won the national title in Ballarat a couple of days ago. But, yeah, had the Cyclic on, capturing some pretty cool footage. And, uh, yeah, a couple of bogans on the road went a bit crazy when we were riding so um hey if anything happened i had it on the cyclic and it's just good to know you feel safe with it on your bike but anyway legends time to get stuck in the episode this is all about team bridge lane the women's setup they're about to hit the tdu as the youngest team on the start list give you someone to cheer for i'll see you real soon which is super exciting mate um the team Getting off the ground, 
with the GoFundMe, which started it all, and now we're here at the Tour Down Under, and, mate, the team's got to start. The girls are ready to rock and roll for a good summer uh, in Ballarat. Um, you must be looking forward to seeing how the girls are going to go. Yeah, look, I am. Um, I guess I'd like to start first by just saying um, hats off to you too, mate. I mean, you got the call up from over in the west and came up to the east to do the start of the season. It's everyone, everyone that wants to get on the mic. It's, it's their dream to do the Aussie summer. <laughs> you've picked off the Bay Crits, you've ticked off the road mats and you did it like a pro, mate. You were... Um, like you've been doing it for 10 years so great job with that and it was awesome to work with you too Um, a lot of people will see us as like probably knowing each other quite well but we've never really met until this (laughs) summer Um, but yeah good to work with you and look um, I guess I'm getting now I mean I put my head on the chopping block a little bit it's the way I'm putting it um, to get the team sort of at least the idea of a team started um, but without Andrew Christie Johnson and the other um, sponsors from the existing men's bridge lane, the women's bridge lane wouldn't be possible. Now, for us as an organisation, we're just team bridge lane. There's no men's or women's, but certainly the men's did exist before the women's, and without that, it wouldn't be possible. So um, important that I mention that first and foremost because... Um, although there was a lot of hard work that went into the initial stages, certainly without the work of Andrew and the team at Bridge Lane, it, it would, wouldn't be possible. So um, just get that clear. Um, we're really excited. And um, I think anyone that wins seven medals between their women's team and eight medals overall at the Road Nationals is going to be excited about the prospects of a good TDU. Um, I guess internally... There's a little bit more to it um, uh, from the structure of the girls and their experience uh, baseline. There's a lot to learn this next four days. Um, and I think that's incredibly important for people to keep in context of um, uh, of what we're doing. So we have every single one of our riders is a domestic Australian. Um, they haven't raced in a pro team before. Um, in fact, except for sorry, except for Jess Pratt, yep. um, our majority of our team um, rode for their first domestic national road series team in the last two or three years. So experience there also quite um, minimum. But what the process was around selecting these riders to represent the inaugural team that would be a part of this project was we selected them not only on their capability as the bike rider, yep. but also on their characteristics and what we, we we believed would be the core fundamentals of putting a team together that would complement each other on and off the bike. Um, I think that's probably the most proud part of it is that we did that well yeah. and they gelled incredibly well. I mean, you got to see a little bit firsthand because we spent a bit of time together at Road Nats. We did a couple of rides, which was really good. But you got to see a bit of a natural environment rather than just the race environment. And I'm sure you um, also agree that the camaraderie between 
the women um, particularly. I mean, I don't concentrate a lot on the men's team. I have a little bit of input, but I don't concentrate a lot on it. So um, the camaraderie and the ability to get around each other in their most vulnerable moments was really, really rewarding from a personal standpoint. Um, And I think that's what's going to count most when they come into this race this week and also into Cadell Evans' Great Ocean Road Race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, from the riders themselves, what can we expect? Well, I don't know, really. It's a little bit of an a, a, of a, a question mark because I've seen this situation before. I've lived it before with a group of um, young men who decided they were going to take on World Tour teams of the Herald Sun Tour and, and won it all. I don't expect that from these ladies, but, you know, anything is possible. I think... Um, we definitely like to see them be aggressive and at the front of the race as much as possible. And I think stage one and also the People's Classic's a great opportunity for us to leverage a result. Yeah. But um, we'll certainly be chasing the Zip Track Sprint jersey and also um, the FX King of the Mountains and Queen of the Mountains jersey because those classifications, along with the Young Riders jersey, is a really important um, pivot point for us structurally as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, talking about, as just touching back on your, um, you know, the, the camaraderie of the team, it's, of course, at, at Nationals, it was one of the first time that the team has gotten together as well to, to ride as a unit. So it's still super fresh. Got to remember, uh, everyone listening, that um, the makeup of this team, a lot of them haven't ridden together in a team environment for, or at least together, um, ever. So um, it looked pretty quickly that they're all getting on really well and especially at the podium celebrations uh, at nationals for, for as you said like you know six or seven medals that they picked up the the bridge lane girls were the some of the loudest ones cheering it was pretty pretty cool to see but um yeah of course the, i just had a look at the stats um for the age average ages um pat and team bridge lane by a month has the youngest team on the start list yeah well, I mean, we've got a girl there, Lily Pollock, who guest rode for Sydney Uni uh, in the second last round of the National Road Series last year. That's not a representation of a of a possible potential and capabilities of a rider, but it certainly does shine the light on her experience. I think she's probably kind of pinching herself a little bit about how it's all come together, but. She is a special and unique individual and she brings something to the team that no one else um, in domestic Australia could bring, um, complemented by her capabilities on the bike and most definitely in the future. I think we're going to see some special things from this young lady and um, they're ready to fight for one another. I think that's the big key. A lot of people don't realise Mia Hayden crashed before the road race uh, on... um, on Sunday for the road nationals and she couldn't feed for the entire race Emily Watts actually grabbed her food all day as well as her own and still got a top 10 in the elite women's road race um, that kind of that kind of stuff mate you can't fake that yeah. um, and that's only really something that you've either brought to the table yourself or decided the culture and the environment you're in is worthwhile going to that next level and I think that bodes well for this week um, you know I guess the difference is a little bit I've experienced it first hand being out of my depths you know like 
going to races that you're not expected to do well in and mm. um, definitely the environment you're surrounded in and the people around you is the most important support network you can have um, and I can't back these ladies in enough. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, and Mia Hayden, she was, for everyone listening, she was second in the under-23 uh, road uh, road race and uh, 12th overall. So that's, I mean, that's against the you know world to a talent that was stacked in that women's race. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I think we're lucky this year in some regards as a team because the Australian professional representation at Road Nats was actually very good yeah. uh, in the women's field specifically oh, yeah. um, and um, so although it's a bit of swimming in the deep water with the sharks they've, they've already swum in some water with some of the sharks already so they know sort of where they've got to be at and where their vulnerabilities are at and I think Mia probably learned a lot from that experience on Sunday because also big you know yeah her capabilities are very high for her age and her, also her um, without getting too into the statistics but her numbers are very strong yeah. against world tour ladies to a certain extent but her um, exposure to this type of level is still very minimal and um, and that's the whole idea of our project is is to up that at an accelerated rate so that you know, riders in the under-23 in our team are waiting until they're 25, 26 to have the experience. They've got it whilst they're still an under-23 yes. and very palatable for a, a women's world tour team to to be interested in them as a rider. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So with, with two of the... Um, I mean, two of the girls in the team in particular have a bit of leg speed with regards to, to sprinting and going after that the intermediate sprint jersey as well, and as well as the, the Schwalbe um, classic tomorrow night, um, what will be tonight when you guys start listening to this. Hey, you know, Pat, how I got told how to say Schwalbe? No, I don't. Well, you got it's like you've got to say Schwalbe really, really fast. Uh- that's a good one. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you know, the two brothers I was talking about, um, Emily Watts, Keely Bennett. We saw Keely Bennett at um, Bay Crits. She had, you know, took took the sprint jersey, which was pretty cool. She was wearing that around. And um, Emily Watts, maybe a touch off uh, the pace at Bay Crits, but then she came into nationals and obviously definitely um, coming into some nice form. So Emily and Keely... Definitely be ones, I suppose, for for Team Bridgelane, looking to get those intermediates, chase them, and have a crack in the in the Schwalbe Classic. Yeah, look, I think um, look, I haven't spoken to Marv Martin Barras, our, our director sportif on the tactics, and I sort of tried to stay out of that a little bit because um, it then allows me just to be a little bit more neutral with the the view of the team as a whole. But um, I'm really impressed with Emily's leadership. Um, more so and I think it's elevating her um, riding abilities too Um, I think she's really found a a welcome home and a warm environment that she feels comfortable be herself Uh, she's certainly led from the front um, and she's shown that she can be a true leader I think that's an incredible um, step for her maturity wise and I think we're going to see some of her best this week people quickly forget she won a stage in the tour down under last year 
And uh, and as far as Keeley's concerned, she's another rider that's got a very uh, low level of exposure to this kind of racing, but a high ceiling point on where she can get to as a rider. And mm. I think this is an important week for her to spend, to learn. But I tell you, mate, if she gets it right, she finds the right hole at the right time, she's going to scare a few. Um, she's really <laughs> talented. Uh, until August last year, she didn't even have a coach. Um, I need wow. to keep that in perspective and uh, again these are things that we've got experience with and we're seeing these raw talent um, athletes that have no coaching structure um, no particular set goals six months ago and we've gone after them in a particularly targeted way because we know that with structure and with direction these riders upward trajectory is significant yep no 100 percent. so definitely those i think you've got to give a lot of credibility to jess pratt we've got her on the team um i think cycling owes her a bit in some regards she won the zwift academy as a very young lady she went and rode with the canyon stram team she had a pretty average season health wise and um, would have loved to have seen her get a second opportunity. Well, that's what we're giving her, a second opportunity. She deserves it. She's shown in the past that she's got capabilities. She's an incredibly um, intelligent bike rider. Um, and structurally and, and, and tactically, she's really going to offer us a lot on the road. Um, very much similar to that Gina Ricardo, incredibly flexible, um, the type of teammate you can call upon in the hardest moments. I mean, um, at Road Nats, she was in the second group for a lot of the day. She just sat in and kept the powder dry so when she got back, she could bring bottles, she could give gels. Um, you know, those roles, they, they go um, unseen by those external to the system, but internally, uh, we've got a lot of pride in what uh, Gina brings to the table. Uh, we've already touched on Mia, her climbing capability. I really hope to see her positioned well in the corkscrew stage and let's see what she can do, yeah. what's per kilo versus the best. And I, I think once she um, can uh, breathe it in a little bit and accept that she's um, not out of her depth, that she is warranted to be amongst these she's going to be a rider that we'll see in the future racing against these ladies every day of the week um i touched on lily pollock she's a really exceptional young lady um and i'm really excited that someone so positive and so energetic to an environment can get an opportunity like she has to race not only to down under but also cadells she'll race for us as well and um you know, it shows that sometimes you don't have to be the best straight away, but you just got to bring the energy and be a support network. And um, I'm really glad to see her rewarded. And equally, I wouldn't be surprised if she finds herself in the right move. I tell you, she has got a turn of speed, and no one's seen it yet, but we've seen it. And um, that's, that's going to be really exciting um, uh, for her. So overall... You know, as a domestic team in their first year, we're um, continental registered, of course, and we will head to Europe, but um, these ladies couldn't have done more for the team in its first um, 10, 15 days of the year, and I can't wait to watch the, the classic tomorrow night, and, uh, you know, who knows what's possible. Um, it's a technical circuit, it's a hard finish, and uh, if they get in the right wheels, they can certainly get a great result. Yeah, 100%. Are you, are you going to be here tomorrow? 
No, I fly on Monday night, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, it's just the way it works. Some of us had to go home and earn some money to feed the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, also um, it's probably worth noting my family sacrificed a lot for this uh, project to be possible, and yeah. so it's nice to be home and spend some time with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, everyone listening, this is, you know, this this project, Team Bridge Lane, uh, the, the women's team, of course the men's as well, but the women's team is particularly special, I think, um, how fast it's moved and, and where you guys uh, want to take the team. I mean, already after, you know, only 15 days, like you said, we're here against the World Tour and now uh, Cadell's following up as well. So it's really cool to see... Um, you know this early growth and it's a chance for everyone listening to get on board and and follow these girls throughout the race emily watts jenny ricardo jessica pratt keely bennett lily pollock mir hayden of course the other girls in the team which we'll see across the year get behind these girls um as you know the youngest team on the start list yeah. you know yeah, and I think that's important to mention. We've got the Oceana Under-23 mountain bike champion and Izzy Flint. Uh, she hasn't been able to debut in the jersey yet. Yep. We had Nicole Duncan that was um, sixth, fifth and fifth in the three championships across the under-19s at the Road Nats. We had Talia Appleton third in the road race, third in the individual time trial under-19s. And we had rider of the championships, Felicity wilson Haffordine, who Ooh. came out, surprised everyone and won <laughs> two titles. And, Machine. Um, yeah, and, and, and third and, and second in the crit. And these, again, are people that we had spent time with for months before this team and had already been talking to them and spending time with them. And I think it's a quality lesson. You know, we're not just, um, me personally, I'm not just looking at riders um, that are currently doing well. A lot of our riders we've been picking out of, you know, 18th, 20th in the NRS, but we know they do things well and... I think it shows that a keen eye um, knows where to find the talent. It's not always winners. Yeah, oh, sweet. Oh, Pat, mate, thanks for your time. I know you're just coming off the back of 14 hours in the at Shore Cycles and then another hour in the cricket nets with your son. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, important, it's important, mate. You've got to fulfil your life with as much as possible. And uh, I've got a, I've got a motto: invest in people, not possessions. And uh, I'll keep doing that because it brings me a lot of joy. Nice one, nice one. Thanks so much, Pat. I really appreciate it, mate. I can't wait to see the girls throw down tomorrow at the Schwalbe. Yeah, and we'll see you in Adelaide uh, early in the week, mate. Alright legends, that's the first episode of the Tour Down Under Daily podcast done and dusted. I hope you enjoyed this one and learnt a little bit more about Team Bridge Lane and maybe picked up a few riders that you want to follow over the next few days. Thanks to Pat Shaw for coming on the pod as well. A bit last minute, I was originally going to chat to all the girls but they had a team meeting um, at the last minute so that's alright, we'll talk to them throughout the race and I'll get some interviews with them because no doubt they will be uh, wearing one or two of the jerseys throughout the race so uh yeah hope you guys really enjoyed it big shout out to smith optics as well of course the eyewear partner of 
the uh, press room potty. Um, if you need any sunglasses for cycling or a bit of casual wear, casual cycling as well, um, hit up their website. I really like some of their um, their casual sunnies. They're looking pretty schmico. And of course, attacker uh, get stuck into the attacker kit if you need any good stuff. But uh, legends, I'll see you tomorrow for another episode. It's gonna be lit. Thanks for listening. See you later.